Welcome to the Grow My Efficient Business Podcast. My name is Chad Muncie, and I'm delighted to have you on the show today. This is the podcast where wedding officiants, celebrants, and wedding business owners come to learn together and take their businesses to the next level. Let's get started. Welcome to Grow My Efficient Business. Today, I'm super excited whenever I get the chance to talk to anybody who is getting into the efficient business or anybody who has had just has interest or maybe even somebody who does it part-time already because usually there is a lot of questions. You know, I've been doing this for nine, 10 years, more than that, actually, just not full-time. And I still come up with questions and things that I have to formulate and go through, but I'm happy to give my advice to people who have these questions. So today I have somebody who does have some experience, has a lot of interest in doing this as a full-time business. Nicole Ross is joining us all the way from Iowa. Nicole, thank you for joining us. Yeah, no problem. So Nicole, we're just going to have a down-to-earth conversation. And I know that you have some questions, but before I kind of dive into that and do a deep dive to tell you all about and answer your questions. Tell us a little bit about you, where you at, do you have family, and why in the world did you get interested in this crazy business, the efficient business? Um, yes, I have. A, I have. Well, I have six kids. Six kids. Uh, oh, God bless yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, most of my family, you know, they live in other states, so you know. And the reason why I wanted to get into this business is because I love weddings. Mm-hmm. I'm actually helping my sister plan her wedding, which has become a headache. Oh, I was going to say that's cool. But then you said that's going to become it, a headache. It, it's cool, but <laughs> she changes her mind a lot, which that's okay. Everybody yeah, does. Yeah. Especially with a wedding. Yeah. There's a lot of decisions. Exactly. And I just didn't want to be a wedding planner. I liked weddings. Always like, you know, because they're always happy. They're yep. always good. And I was like, well, what can I do to become something that's part of a wedding? Yeah. Or even, you know, like baptisms or anything Mm -hmm. happy. Right. And that's why I was like, well, and then somebody gave me the idea three years ago, maybe I should become officiant for, you know, to officiate weddings and stuff like that. And I was like, well, I have to think about it. And I just come to the conclusion of doing that. In general, you get to see somebody start their love story and hopefully continue it. And you're a big part of it. So, you know, there's a big draw to that. So it's really cool that you decided to do this. I want to find out from you because today, as you know, we want to get information to everyone who's going to listen to this. What do you want to know about? I want to know about pricing, Mm -hmm. like exactly how to price it the right way not overcharging, not undercharging. And also with my research, I've seen that it was an issue. And also I want to know how do you incorporate family and friends in that? Because, you know, you want to give them a deal, but then you don't because you're starting a business. Right. So yeah, that's a great question. Go ahead. Keep going. And then also um, how to incorporate, like if there's going to be like somebody that's in the military getting, you know, married, like, do you charge them the right, the, the price that you charge everybody else? Or do you charge them something different? Because there's a lot of, 
you know, military discounts out there. Right. So this is a good question. And unfortunately, a lot of people, uh, I'm, I'm glad you've asked that because a lot of people do not see the importance into like diving in and understanding the pricing strategy. They just say, oh, I'm going to price that at $150. I'm going to price that at $275. And they don't really know why they're pricing it. How's it going to affect them? How's it going to affect the profitability, them getting money? Is it even going to be profitable? And they don't think about it. They just start pricing. So we're going to do what I call a deep dive into this. I'm going to start at the very base so that we can go and cover all of it completely. So first of all, we anytime we talk about business or the efficient business, as I call it, a lot of people just say, I'm becoming an efficient. And they don't, they don't say, I'm going to be in the efficient business, but it's actually legitimately a business. So when we price something or when we say somebody's going to trade me money for my services, it's really important so that we can continue doing this and getting paid for it, that we understand the price breakdown. We understand why we're charging what we're charging. And then we also understand that we're going to be able to get people based on the competition that's around us. So anytime I talk about pricing in business, the first thing that I do is talk about researching. And it's not hard to research nowadays. You can get on Google, as everyone knows, and you can look up efficient in your area and half a dozen, sometimes 20, 30 will pop up you know, within a 30 mile radius. So the first thing that I do is I want to research competition. And I'm not researching the competition to find out exactly what they're charging. I'm, I'm researching the competition to see where my range needs to fall in. So basically, when I say that, I would look up 10 of my competitors. And you know, you know how when you go to somebody's website, you can kind of gauge how good of a quality service they offer. You can look at their reviews. You can look at their pictures. If it's this blank page and it doesn't have anything on it and it's very not well done and there's no reviews and you can kind of tell this person might not be a super professional. You know what I mean? Or you can go yeah. to somebody's website and you can see, man, this is well done. They've got a lot of reviews. These pictures are great. This person knows what they're doing. They're serious about their business. So what I want to do is find 10 people who have websites like that. 10 people who I know are professionals. I want to get to the level that they're at and I'm going to look at their pricing. Find those 10 people. If you can't find 10, find five and write down their pricing, at least screenshot it so you can see and you can compare what is their pricing. Are they packages? Are they charging per hour? How are they charging? Now, in my efficient business, if I was just starting over, here's exactly what I would do. So, I mean, this is legit, really what I would put on my website. I would start and I would offer three packages. I would take those five to 10 competitors and I would look at where are they on their pricing? What's their highest price and what's their lowest price? Then I want to be competitive. So to me, being competitive in a market is making sure that my lowest price is just as low as these other people. I don't want to be the lowest but I will still want to be close to their prices. Now, I also don't want to be the highest. So being competitive means that you're somewhere in the middle. Then I would choose a medium package. So for my small package, I might have an elopement package, for instance. Um, actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pull up on my screen right now what my literal packages used to be. So for instance, I used to have a simple and legal package. 
And this package was $100 to $150, depending on the mileage. So if, if it was within three miles of where I live, which is not very far, it was 100 bucks. I would travel to a park where I set the standard. I say, here's where we have to do it. And people would meet me there. It would take me 15 minutes and I would get that $100 in 15 minutes. I was using a template. I wasn't custom writing the ceremony. So see, I'm setting all these standards for that lowest package. I don't want to charge that lowest package $100 and then say, yes, I'll write you a custom ceremony. And they're like, well, I can't meet you at that part. Can I meet you down there? And you know, and then I give into that because then I start losing money. So I set all the standards on that low package. I say where it's going to be at. I say it's going to be a template that I use every time. I'm not going to custom write ceremony. I meet you, wed, sign the license, and that's it. So I start with a low package where I set the standard. Then I would start with a mid-level package where I offer, uh, maybe you have an elopement ceremony where I can go, I can travel up to you know, six or seven miles. I'm still setting the standard. I'm still using a template. I'm not custom writing it. But then because I'm traveling a little more, I would add something else in. Uh, maybe I tell them you can schedule this one at your convenience, whereas the first package you can't schedule. It's only on Mondays and Thursdays or whatever days that I need to fill on my schedule. Maybe I add that in and then I'll, I'll charge like $225. The key is, is when you're doing packages, there's kind of two uh, segments. There's a low segment and then there's a high segment. Your low segment you want to be very, very competitive because people that are coming to you and price checking you and trying to find the cheapest price, they're going to go with you as long as your quality matches. And as long as people that leave you reviews have great reviews, they're going to go with you. Uh, but the higher segment, you want to actually give people that want a premium, high quality service a chance to get that high quality service. So for those two packages, I would keep them competitive. Now, when I design my next high package or my two higher packages, whatever you're going to do, I would move up and keep it as a premium rate. So I would charge, looking at those five competitors, five to 10 competitors, I would look at the highest, highest packages on, on them. And I would make an average and I would say, I'm going to be really close to that. I'm not going to be above it. I'm not going to be on it, but I'm going to be real close to it, maybe just under that average. So if, the, if you see people charging six or $700 for that premium package, I might do a $699 package or a $675 package so that I'm right with it. And then make sure you plug that thing full of value. Maybe you offer for that. You come out, they can do it uh, within 10 miles. They can schedule it on their own. It comes with a Zoom call, a planning call. Uh, maybe you you bring a bouquet to the bride. It comes with a little cake. I don't know. There's a ton of stuff that you could do to make it your own. But for that premium package, I load it with value and make it extremely competitive by taking the average of my competitors and being just below them. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So that is kind of how I would do the packages if I was going with a package. Now, it's really important to remember when you're pricing that your low level, your low level pricings, for instance, $100 is not a lot of money in the, long, the big scheme of things. You have to have a lot of $100 packages to have a full-time business. So your low level has to be profitable. A lot of people 
we'll do a low level and they'll be like, I've got an elopement package. It's $150. And man, I just give them this and this and this, and they'll, I'll meet them with this. And I bring them flour and like all of this stuff. And then I'm like, you're not really making any money. People that want a low level package are not looking for tons of value and quality. They're looking for something quick that they can call you. And in three days, you can meet them there get it done, sign the license. So it's important not to pack your value and your quality into your low level. It's important to save that and put it at your mid-level package or your high package so that that is your quality driven package. And that's above the, it's above average of what you're doing for them, for your competitors. Your competitors aren't even coming close. They, you know, people will come and they'll look at your reviews and be like, you know, Nicole did all of this for us. She was amazing. And we, we got our premium package and it just blew us away. And that's what's going to build your business is those higher end packages. Now, the lower packages, as long as you're not doing a ton of work in those, will keep the lights on and pay the bills. Those are great packages, but it's just important to remember where you're putting your time, where you're spending your time. Now, I do have to say that your high level package that you build. The the thing that grew my business so fast is that I made sure that it was the best of the best. I looked at my competition and I saw what they weren't offering, or I saw what this one was offering and this one was offering. And I made sure and offered all of it. And they had this incredible list of stuff and people would call and they'd say, I just want something mid-level. And then I would tell them about my premium package, all the stuff they got. And they were like, well, I can't beat that. I've looked everywhere. This is crazy. Sure. I know it's $600, $700, but let's go with that. So if you do that on your high-level packages and make sure it's the best of the best and it's a premium service with tons of value, people will more often than not go with that that are looking for a great ceremony. Now, let's transition. I've talked about that kind of pricing and how I price that out. But you said friends and family, right? Yes. So- Friends and family. You also brought something really interesting. You said military, which is uh, crazy. I live in a military town, like 20 minutes from us, there's a big base. And so we have, I don't know, 40, 50% of ours, maybe more than that, are um, are military people that are getting uh, married. And a lot of the times it looks like, you know, I look at him, I'm like, he's like 12 years old. Why are they getting married? They're so right. young, but it's just because they're, they, you know, you know, the older you get, the younger everybody else looks. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. So, so with friends and family, here's how I work it. Um, in my opinion, and this is what has worked very well for me, I call it a friends and family discount, but I use that discount if I ever need to discount somebody. For instance, if I have... Um, if I have some th- somebody at my church that's a military family and I know he's getting ready to, uh, he's getting ready to go off. He's trying to have a, a wedding and I need, I want to give him a gift. I want to gift him a service. I, if I'm going to give him a discount, I put a friends and family discount on a premium package. So uh, it's, here's what's really important with a discount. Um, a lot of times people use a discount to please every person, to please customers who become, you know, agitated or something like that. I do not use that friends and family discount very often. I use it if, if I actually have somebody who is a friend or a family member that, um, 
that I'm really close to, but I've also had friends that I know that I went to school with and they've called me and wanted me to do a service and I've never offered them to offer to give them a discount. The thing to not do is assume that because they're friend or because they're a family member that they want a discount. A lot of times in our mind, we think they're my friend, they're family. They're going to want me to discount this service but do not assume, just go with the flow. If something comes up and they ask about it, I do have a friends and family discount, but it's not on my stuff that's not profitable. Unfortunately, we're talking about a business and in the business, if you're going to charge, it's better to, it's better to charge where you can make a profit. So I give them a friends and family discount on my mid-level or my higher end package, because that's where I have more money at. Now, a lot of people would say, Chad, well, they're friends and family. You're not going to give them. If I'm going to give a friends and family any kind of discount because I really feel in my heart of hearts that they need one, I am going to donate my services. And a lot of times I'll use that for a, a cause for you know uh, some kind of, um, if somebody's raising money for something, I'll do a gift, gift certificate and say, here's whatever my wedding service is called. Here is $400 worth of service. And that'll be a donation. So donations are very uh, are are a lot more powerful than just discounting a lot. And if you understand that and you start getting used to saying, "I'm not going to assume, I'm not going to give a friends and family discount unless somebody that's really close to me asks," then say, "Yes, I can discount my services. Unfortunately, it's not on the elopement package. It's not on the small package. But I do. I will give you a friends and family discount." on this mid-level package or this premium package. Does all that make sense? Yes, it does. Because awesome. I went through the same, the reason why I asked all this is because I've been going through this same situation where I've had friends ask me, but she has like about, I think she has like five kids, you wow. know, barely makes any money. Right. So like, well, you know what? I will give you a discount. Yeah. So I, I definitely, I definitely would. If I, if I felt in my heart hearts, like I know they're struggling, I need to give them a discount. I would, I would just tell them, you know, now, now you might, you even have two ways here. You could even say you have a low end, something low end, like $150 or 200 package, or you have, you have a higher end, which maybe $500 for a ton of stuff that you do or $400. I would say I can discount this package or you know what? For you, I would even donate this this small one. I would donate my time, but it, w- it would have to be this lower lower package. So you could even give them options, and then they're like, "Wow, you know, she's willing to donate her time or even discount this big package that she does." And and you know, it does get confusing. Pricing can get confusing um, in the beginning, but once you once you make sure that your prices are high enough to where you are actually covering your time, first of all then you are you have enough money extra on your time to cover in case something happens or you go over time and then you have the money on top of that that is profit if you break down your price like that to make sure you're covering your time and, and extra time and then you are making a profit yes by all means every now and then if somebody needs to have a discount i would discount it to them the you know the beauty of this business is it is a giving business. It's, it's servitude. It's actually serving people. And, you know, we wouldn't be in business if we, if we didn't feel that and we have to have compassion for people. So I do, I do believe in giving discounts. 
I just believe in first protecting yourself and your business so that you can actually have a business. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Does that explain? Do you have any questions based off of anything I just said? Not questions on the pricing or anything you said, but I do have Go a sub question. Did we ask for the money before the ceremony Ooh. or do we wait? Oh, that's a good question. I like your questions. There, people are going to learn from this. This is really good. So here's what here's what you do. You have a uh, you have a call that is set up. The first thing that I do is something called a qualification call. And actually, since this is going to be on the podcast, I literally today or tomorrow am adding a a guide to the website growmyefficientbusiness.com. It's completely free. You put your email in and I send it to you and it's a beginner's guide. And it has this in it. It has a lot of this in it. So anybody that needs this to actually read or, or an efficient beginner's guide, uh, go to that. And that would be really good because there's a lot of people like me, yeah. myself, that don't know anything about this business, don't even know how to start it. Like yeah. I have three already, three possible bookings. Oh, wow. My mom wants me to officiate her wedding. She's willing to come all the way to here to Iowa just so I can officiate it. And I'm wow. like, what do I even price her? Or how do I even start? Why? If you went on my website and said, Chad, I want to get this $300 package. I see that it's on the beach. You come to us. You have a call with us. You custom write the ceremony. You give us a certificate and you sign the license. I say, yes, that's correct. And I send you an email. You email me and say you're interested. I email you back and say, let's do a planning call. So the initial call is for a few things. It's for qualifying whether I am a good fit for them and whether they are a good fit for me. Because sometimes you might have a couple that want a certain type of ceremony and you're not very comfortable with it or you're not familiar with it and you, you can tell them that and be honest. Or they might hear you and get to know you and say, well, he's not going to be a great fit for our wedding for some reason. So we'll decide to go somewhere else. So it's, it's a completely open honest conversation that's saying, yes, we are a good fit for each other. And then you talk about what they're looking for in a wedding, what package or how many hours, however you charge, here's how that will fit in to this wedding ceremony that I can definitely do. And because of everything we talked about, here's the price. Once you agree on that price, the next thing out of my mouth is I'm really looking forward to doing this wedding. I, it's going to be great. Your ceremony is going to be great. To lock this in, I just need a retainer. And a retainer, all it is, people used to say deposit, but a deposit is refundable. Retainers are non-refundable. When you pay somebody a retainer, like a lawyer, you pay him that. He keeps that money. If you need him, you need him. You've paid for him. But if you don't use him, it goes away. So it's non-refundable. So I say, I just require a $100 retainer. And here's how you pay that. And you can tell them your PayPal, you, however you want to work your payment, you have them pay, pay through that. I used to have a link on my website. It opened a little PayPal portal and they paid it through there. So they pay that retainer. Now that retainer is completely non-refundable. If they, if they get three weeks before the wedding and say, we're, we're not going to have it. We called you early. I'm sorry. The retainer is is non-refundable. If they've paid you some more money by then, by all means, give that back, but keep that retainer no matter what. Now, here's what I do with people who, who say, I want to go ahead and pay this in advance. 
I let them pay in advance. They'll pay my retainer and then they'll pay the rest of their money. But if somebody's like, I just want to wait, when's the latest I can pay this? They pay the retainer and then you set something that you are comfortable with, a, a standard date they have to pay it by. Mine was two weeks in advance. So by two weeks in advance, you know, 14 days, they've got to pay that. They have it. They, they know how to pay it. They either have the invoice or they have the link to my PayPal, whatever. They know how to pay it. If it doesn't get paid, then we've got an issue and I might not be at their wedding. And that is going to be something in the very first conversation, you know, you, you pay your retainer and then I have a, a policy set up where you have to pay two weeks in advance. I've never had anybody say, no, I'm not going to pay it because they want to have their wedding. So yes, I set up a standard, which is whatever you're comfortable with. If you're comfortable with a week away, that's fine, but make sure it's enough away where you have time if they don't pay it to address it. And most of the time, if they don't pay it, which I have had that, it's just because they forgot. But if you address it and you you know send them an email in a couple of days, they answer it, they send the money in, then you're good to go. Does that answer it? Yeah. Awesome. If anybody wants to be a huge help to officiants and they have a question, do what Nicole did, reach out to me. We'll plan an episode. We'll answer it. And then it will be available forever online to thousands of people. So this has been, this has been a great episode. So thank you for coming on. Thank you for having the mind to think through things and come up with questions because it really helps and it really helps everybody else grow their businesses. Yeah. And it's not an easy business to start up when you don't know anything. It is not an easy business. And you know, I, I also encourage everybody, what you just said is big. It's not an easy business to start up when you don't know anything. And I encourage everybody, don't start a business until you know about the business, until you know about it. And you know, it's not hard, but it's it's a lot of information. You know, to learn about it is a lot of information. So go do your research, go on Google. Nicole, you're a part of the group. I'm a part of the group online. I can't even, is it Wedding Efficiency of America? Is that what it yeah. is? So Wedding Efficiency of America is one of the groups. Shout out to them. They're a big group of over 3000 people, lots of people in there. There's a couple more groups, but I encourage anybody that's listening to this, join a group, find out information ask questions, get as much as you can and treat this like a business. If you treat this like a business, it will treat you like a business and you will make a great income. And you know, another thing is we're, we're working right now. We're really hard. Me and a couple other people are trying to put together a training and we're, we're eventually going to have it like a la carte where you can get pieces of it. Oh, I want, I just want the marketing piece of it. I want this piece of it. So we're trying to get resources. There's not a huge ton of resources out there for efficiency, but you know, we're doing our best to try to spread information, get resources to people so that they can they can learn more about this business. So Nicole, thank you so much for being on today's episode. Yeah, no problem. It was great. <laughs>